Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams. Brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Hi, I'm Neil Dretzkill of Above and Beyond Boating. Thank you for coming back to our Boating Insights. Today I'm going to be talking to you about weather and in particular putting the why in your weather predictions. Now, weather is something which affects all of us, obviously, whether we're on, on, on boats or land. I'm clearly, as a Boating Insights podcast, and I'm going to be talking to you about the, uh, the issues in and around the water. The idea here is just try and give you some, some ideas to help kind of take your weather game uh, up a notch. Something I find is that most people now have become very proficient at um, looking at the um, looking at the weather forecast and being able to tell me what's in it, or even using things like um, you know the Predict Wind or some of the other services. have got some incredibly easy to use um, route planning options now, where you can you know get into quite a lot of detail. I don't you know, I don't want wind over this and wind under this and waves over this and so on and uh, tell me what day to leave on. Um, now, that that's all well and good. The The thing that I want to kind of come back to today is just some of the the raw basics. Now, not necessarily all the way back to um, just plotting a uh, bar- barometric reading on a graph and looking out the window, but what, what I'm aiming for you to to be able to do is that if you are reading, watching, absorbing a weather forecast or prediction, that you put some why into it. Um, now, an obvious an obvious place to start is to um, to just if you see it says something, it's going to be windy, wet, dry, foggy. Just ask yourself why is this? Now, the reason I say that is. As everything's kind of become a bit more snazzy with all the funky arrows and, um, you know, your weather predictions now rather than someone reading out this kind of old school shipping forecast is, you know, these beautiful, pretty coloured graphs with arrows that tell you when it's certain wind strengths and directions and all this kind of stuff and you press play and watch it all happen or your windy TV. And if you didn't have that fundamental understanding of what's going on to begin with, then there's a very real chance that you um, you might well have not got an opportunity to work out why sometimes you end up with conflicting weather forecasts. And I'm going to come back to that because that's kind of the key part of all of this is that often when there's a decision to be made, it, it, it's hard to call. It's 50-50 on why the weather might be you know, one or two things, and we'll look at that more in a minute. But um, but if you ask yourself why, you know, why does it say there's no wind tomorrow? Why is it going to be really windy on Saturday? Um, you might just go, well, I've got no idea, mate. <laughs> um, and that that might prompt you to take some steps to learn more. Um, obviously, that's something we do. Our day skipper course is an area for that particularly. Um, and if you've already kind of got that stuff nailed, then um, the... Uh, online skipper has great great implementation techniques for you for the uh, passage planning and implementation um, but what's great is that when you start looking at the why what happens is you'll start to look at the synoptic charts so the charts that show you 
uh, all the uh, pressure lines on, on the area that you're looking at uh, and the isobars and hopefully, um, you know, you're getting to a point that you can, you can understand what's going on there. And the reason I say this is because that's how you'll start to get a bit of a why. Um, and you'll go, ah, oh, okay, right, I understand. There's a high pressure system, it's moving over here. There's a low that's stuck in this area and that's causing this to happen. And that's where the why comes from. And the reason the why is so important is often, yeah, it depends who you are in the world, but it's a reasonably good rule of thumb that um, most weather forecasts can't be relied upon for more than about three days out. They're just an educated guess all the time, but obviously the closer you get, the more educated they are. Um, so, you know, for example, on a Monday when someone tells me it's going to rain on Sunday, um, I always smile politely and, uh, and they might be right, but, um, there's, you know, the, the basis behind being able to be that accurate that far out is pretty difficult most of the time. So we come back to the why. So when you're looking at the, if you look at weather forecasts, if, if this is all new to you and easy, um, thing to do is just find a couple of tabs wherever you are in the world so you get the weather forecast and then also just um for your local meteorological service just have a look at the um have a look at the barometric pressure that day if you're stuck in land you know you're listening to this and you're you're in the middle of the desert or something at the moment um then just pick a place that you like to go sailing and just use that as your venue um for a number of years, I used to every morning just do this for uh, where I was from in England and then uh, where I live in Sydney, just to kind of keep me tuned into the um, the two different hemispheres. And you also give the proximities to the, the uh, poles in the equator. They're, they're subject to quite different weather patterns as well. Fortunately, I live in the one with the better ones. Um, but when you're, um, when you're having a look at an optic situation, you start to see patterns emerging. You go, oh, okay. This always seems to, you know, whenever there's a high pressure stuck here, then we often seem to end up with, you know, rain three days later or whatever it might be. One of the reasons I encourage you to start understanding these patterns is uh, regardless of your um, view on what's caused uh, the global climate to change, that the, 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 there couldn't really be any arguing with the fact that it has. And what that means is that a lot of historical data um, is in fact, which is what we use for kind of basing our passage planning or our this is when you should cross oceans, etc., is in fact based on a world that we no longer live in. And the, the reason I raise that for you is, for example, 10 years ago when I lived in England, you, if I told you that you were going to do the, um, the arc crossing um, and it would be upwind, you'd laugh at me. You know, it was always pretty easy. You just kind of went, as you know, you go south until the butter melts and Turn right, but the what you've seen in just the last ten years, you've had um, people going upwind, you've had no wind, you've had changes. Uh, you know, it's completely different from this guaranteed trade wind situation. Like I've just picked one scenario in one place in the world. Some of you could easily find them for me, whether they've been consistent forever, and others would find some uh, more extreme. The point is that. It's important that rather than just being able to open a pilotage guide and be told, right, you always leave in May or, you know, plug in your data to predict wind and blindly follow the answer out into the uh, deep blue sea, 
I, I just want you to feel confident in the data that when you're saying I'm, you know, I'm going to depart from Antigua in May or I'm going to sail to Auckland in January, that you've got more basis behind it than just that a computer program told you to and a guy you met in the Yacht Club bar says that's what he always does. Um, now, how this then progresses is understanding um, for where you are the uh, balance between what we call the observations, which is just as it sounds, it's find you know find them uh, local weather service and and see what they're what's actually happening on the day. Now, where this becomes interesting is often um, if you take a weather service, you might be able to display three or four different weather models. And they are just that, they're just models based on a whole bunch of historical data and um, outcomes that they expect. So when you're looking at that, it's the the times that they disagree, that's when you become interesting. You might, you might look at four models and there'll be two of them say one thing, two of them say something else. And as you get closer to when that weather event is due to happen, it's then watching the observations and seeing which one got it right so rather than always saying oh this one is the most accurate weather model what you often find is that if the wind's blowing from the south this is more accurate but when it's blowing from the northeast then the other one it's more accurate and it, this can make a massive difference you might think especially if you're kind of doing cruises just maybe 50 100 mile cruises that so you don't need this level of detail but it does give you a lot of confidence you know i I reckon it's been, it's got to be more than 10 years now since I found myself in weather that I wasn't expecting because the weather forecasting has got so good, but also it is really still only as good as the person looking at it. And what's, what's handy is that when you understand on the marginal forecast what's going on, it allows you often to make a trip or get out on a day that, you know, lots of weather sites might tell you it's not going to work and actually it's perfectly fine. Uh, and, and one of the things I do as a rule of thumb is I say three times the length of the trip. So if I'm planning to do a sale that's gonna last for a week, uh, then I wanna be looking carefully three weeks out. If I'm looking at doing a sale that's gonna be a day, then you know, paying attention in the running, but particularly three days out, that's when I'll be paying a lot of attention. Now, um, if this is all new to you and you, you're interested, then Definitely the uh, either the day skipper or you know the complete skipper would be the way to go. Um, uh, you can uh, take yourself forward with some you know simple ideas that I'm suggesting here, and um, just by studying your own weather um, forecast and predictions, the synoptic charts and the corresponding observations, um, you'll be surprised how far that'll take you. And if you haven't had a play with services like predict wind yet and playing with the the root functions on that then you know i'd highly recommend giving that a go because it's it's really quite awesome um i've only mentioned predict wind there are many many others i just used one that was you know relatively low cost and accessible uh, all over the world uh so look, thanks um thanks very much everybody and i uh, hope this was helpful Bye.